Hi, friends. Uh, today, I want to talk about the the biggest economic issue uh, that's that's sitting there in front of us. And uh, well, you can't go a day without hearing people complain about it. I mean, inflation, inflation, inflation. It's dominating all economic news today. Uh, the Federal Reserve Board uh, meets for the first time this year to talk about how to fight inflation. Uh, they're expected to raise interest rates several times over the next 12 months. Now, here's the curious thing. In all of the inflated hype over inflation, there's been little or no discussion about the role of large, hugely profitable corporations in uh, creating inflation. Uh, yet, as I discussed on this page last month, inflation is intimately connected to corporate power. And today, I want to turn to the evidence and then what should be done about corporate power and inflation. Uh, first, just to recap, uh, while most of the price increases now affecting the United States and the global economy have been the result of global supply chain problems, limiting the availability of parts needed to make consumer goods, this doesn't explain why big, hugely profitable corporations are passing those cost increases on to their customers in the form of higher prices. I mean, if corporations were competing vigorously against each other, they would swallow these cost increases in order to keep their prices as low as possible, especially when they are making huge profits. Yet corporations have been raising prices even as they rake in record profits. And that is because they face, they face so little competition that they can easily coordinate their price increases with a handful of other big corporations in their industry. Uh, this way, all of them come out ahead, but consumers and workers lose. Now, the evidence is all around us, uh, and I'm not going to go through every detail in my essay today, but I just want to give you a, a sense. With energy, for example, only a few entities have access to the land and pipelines that control the oil and gas still powering most of the world. Uh, they took a hit during the pandemic, as most people stayed home, but they're, they're more than making up for it now, limiting supply, ratcheting up prices. Uh, or look at consumer staples. Last April, Procter & Gamble raised prices on consumer staples like diapers and toilet paper, citing increased costs in raw materials and transportation. But P&G has been making huge profits. Another example, last spring, PepsiCo raised its prices, blaming higher costs for ingredients, freight, and labor. It then recorded $3 billion in operating profits through September. Now, what is the truth with regard to Procter & Gamble and PepsiCo? They're not competing. Procter & Gamble's main competitor is Kimberly-Clark, which not incidentally raised its prices about the same time. The PepsiCo, its main competitor is Coca-Cola, which also raised its prices. Or look at food. Food prices are soaring. Half of these price increases are from meat. According to the latest data, meat prices were up 16% in November compared to the same month last year. Why? Well, it's because the four giant meat processing corporations, there are only four of them, uh, uh, are, are raising their prices and enjoying fat profits. Uh, the largest meat processing companies are using their market power to extract bigger and bigger profit margins for themselves. 
Uh, businesses that face meaningful competition, they can't do that. They would lose business to a competitor. Look at fast foods. Giants like McDonald's and Chipotle, well, they complain ceaselessly about higher food and labor costs, but they have increased their prices to consumers to cover these added costs. They're so profitable they could easily have absorbed these cost increases. Uh, and, and why are they passing the cost increases to their customers? Because they have so much market power. A large retailers, Walmart, Amazon, Kroger, Costco, Target, uh, on a recent survey, over 60% of large retailers, they say inflation has given them the ability to raise prices even beyond what's required to offset higher costs. And look at corporate concentration overall. I mean, what you see is that almost across the board, uh, I mean, since the mid-80s, when the U.S. government all but abandoned antitrust enforcement, two-thirds of all American industries have become more concentrated. Banks, broadband, pharmaceutical companies, airlines, meat packers, big tech, consumer staples, you name it. And that concentration of power means they're not competing, means they can easily pass on, pass on cost increases to their customers. So what do you want to do? What can we do about this? Well, you don't want to slow the economy. Uh, the Fed does meet today, but if it, if it controls inflation by raising borrowing costs, uh, it's going to dr be drafting millions of workers into the inflation fight by causing them to lose their jobs or their wages or both. It's the wrong medicine for the wrong disease. The correct medicine is to reduce corporate market power. Now, Joe Biden is starting to try to do this, and I indicate some ways in my essay today, uh, but far more resources need to be aimed at the problem of corporate concentration. I, the, the Biden administration really has to declare economic war on monopolies and oligopolies. Now, it's not going to be easy. I used to be head of policy planning for the Federal Trade Commission in the Carter administration. I saw it firsthand. Antitrust cases do take a long time. Uh, decisions take a long time. Uh, but it is worth the effort. Corporate concentration harms workers and consumers while rewarding CEOs and investors. And unless capitalism is made to work for everyone, unless the concentration of the American economy in the hands of a few giant corporations is reduced, inequalities of income, wealth, and power will continue to widen. And at some point, the system will simply break.